Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. This is episode 68, recorded on Monday, November 27th, 2023. Woohoo! Yes! All right! Just ended the Thanksgiving weekend. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. It was nice. Went to see Thanksgiving yes. for Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, that was a pretty good film. Pretty good film. I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. During the last episode, I wasn't allowed to talk about the fact that I went to see it. I got to see it on the very first U.S. audience to see it. Uh here in uh, Los Angeles and Santa Monica at the Arrow Theater uh, with um, Eli Roth for a Q&A session afterwards. Sweet. It was and a fun boy, movie. Oh boy, was, was it fun. One of the best parts of the end of it, at least, was a Misfits song during the credits. That's unheard of. I left pretty when quickly after the... Oh, really? You missed the tail credit thing? Oh, there was a tail credit? I won't talk at the very end of all the credits. Um, So they had a Misfits song in there, and I'm thinking, how the fuck? And then somebody in the audience said, hey, uh, I got a question. How did you get a Misfits song? Like, Glenn Danzig does not approve Misfits songs in movies. Right. And you know what he said? I was in Glenn Danzig's Vampire Slayer film. I played one of the roles. I did it for free, and he said, I owe you one. And then I said, well, let me tell you, (laughs) I want one of your songs for the trailer, uh, for the uh, credits of my movie. And he said, done. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, it's funny because we talked about that Vampire Slayer film, uh, uh, Death Dealer and the Vampire Hunter. uh, And um, it it, it was filmed. Yeah. Where the hell is it? Dude, two and a half years ago it was filmed and it's still not been released. (laughs) Yeah, because I remember talking about that. I'm like, I haven't even seen it like streaming anywhere, or like, he didn't release it. it basically, Eli Roth said for whatever reason he just didn't release it yet. He said it is yet unreleased film that I was in. Still giving it the final touches. <laughs> uh, I, not I enough, don't know, man. not enough hookers and uh, porn stars in this one, I guess. So he had to like, you know, post post. Uh, there were there were a lot of hookers and porn stars in this film too. <laughs> oh, all right, from the trailer. From the trailer, I could identify multiple uh, porn stars in there. So, maybe yeah. not enough, though. Maybe there's just some post-production edits that he's going to throw in. But there were a bunch of great B-movie actors in there, too. And Eli Roth plays a major role. So, it, uh, I mean, come on, man. That's anyway, cool. Um, one other thing I'm going to talk about before we get to the news is Gilmo de Toro was, uh, made a comment recently that people that buy physical media are preserving film history lately and i and i've made it i've talked about my this to my friends and i think i might have even talked to you guys about it but uh Mm -hmm. warner warner pictures has announced that they will no longer produce physical media for movies um disney has announced that they will no longer produce physical media for movies starting in australia this year and probably in the u.s over the next coming years this is bad this is bad and I want everyone that listens to this podcast to hear me out. Buy physical movies. Because I've seen it happen already, and it's going to happen to all of us in the future. When you buy a digital film, you don't own it. You may have purchased it on iTunes 
or on Amazon or whatever, if that company goes under or sells to another company and decides to shed the digital film industry or that part of the business, you no longer have a copy of the movie. It's gone. Bullshit. your movies. Buy your movies. Every movie I like, I buy. And actually, I've been building up my 4K collection because I like my 4K TV that I bought a few months ago and I'm really enjoying 4K movies and I'm buying all the collector stuff. The sad part is, you know, you go on Amazon right now, you can buy a bunch of 4K movies, 9 10 11 12 $13. Uh, but all that business, what's happening is the movie companies are going... It may only cost us $2 per disc to create a Blu-ray. We don't want to do it anymore. And what they'll do instead is they'll go to Screenbox or they'll go to Arrow or they'll go to Vinegar Syndrome or they'll go to one of those other companies to create a special edition of certain movies. And unfortunately, with that model, we're going to be paying $50, 60 70 80 $100 for a Blu-ray because it's not just going to be the Blu-ray. It's going to be this collector's edition box edition, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is not a great way to buy all of your films. All right. Let's um, get moving on to the news. Let's do it. The film Thanksgiving by Eli Roth had a disappointing opening weekend. According to MovieWeb, Thanksgiving has shown a surprising resilience at the box office on the second weekend. Uh, but they're looking at the budget here, and I looked it up. So um, this movie had a budget of $42 million was the production cost. Okay. Uh, and then about another $20 million in advertising. Uh, worldwide, it has grossed $131.5 million. So it That's made pretty a, good. It, it made a little bit of money, but it didn't yeah. really crank out the numbers that they were expecting. Um, Eli Roth actually has been about, what, according to the movie, I, I think they said it's like five years ago he produ- was his last directed feature. It has been a and while, that, yeah, for sure. And that was the uh, that uh, fantasy comedy uh, House with the Clock in the Walls. I don't know if you watched that. That's Jack Black, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. That was directed by Eli Roth. And that, that movie uh, really... Uh, um, I'm sorry, that movie made $131 million. Thanksgiving only made $29 million worldwide and $24 million domestic. Mm. Opening weekend, it only did uh, $10 million. And the movie cost $15 million to produce. Well, I added to that this weekend. So did I. I mean, even though I got to see it for free that night that I saw it in, in uh, Santa Monica, but I went to see it again because I, I thought it was a fucking great film. And plus the fact that, you know, when you're in a, a preview that's all horror movie fans watching a horror movie preview, everyone's excited and loves the fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, but when you go to see it with regular audience, they may not react in the same exact way, of course. You know, It's like going to see a Marvel film on opening night. Everyone's cheering and having a great fucking time watching a movie. But if you go to it in the middle of the afternoon the following week, like everyone's quiet. Yeah. And that was kind of, the, uh, kind of like it was. Because during the Thanksgiving screening, it was like fucking people jumping out of their seats and screaming and laughing at the funny shit and freaking out at the gory stuff. It was a fucking gory film, I'll tell you that. For sure. We went to and see so- it uh, Saturday at uh, at one o'clock, um, and there was besides the three of us, there was probably about like maybe a dozen other people in the theater. 
Um, there was a couple times that we, we there was a lot, quite a few jump scares in it. And there was one scene in particular that I wasn't expected. I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> like, just, like, out loud. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, da- my daughter was sitting next to me, and I kept looking over, and she kept, like, hiding her eyes, closing her eyes at scenes, because it was pretty freaking gory, man. It was, But it was a great film. I think it was a real... Uh, it had all the signature stuff that you'd expect from an Eli Roth film, you know? Yeah, and it also gave me, like like, original Scream vibes. Like I had yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, that's what, that's what I felt when I was watching. Obviously, it took place at Thanksgiving, um, but I, I kind of felt like it was like definitely like a, a scream homage or something. You know, well, like, it was it was pretty clear that his 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 love for slasher classic slasher films influenced this film all the way through. You could tell for sure. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. And and I love it. In fact, I even said to my daughter, I'm a- I'm gonna buy the Blu-ray Blu-ray and the 4K when it comes out. And I'm going to add it to my holiday list because like Krampus, which I watch every year, I'm going to now have something to watch for Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. Uh, and it's funny because on Thanksgiving Day while I was making dinner, I had uh, The Witch playing. And my daughter's like, why are you watching The Witch? I go, eh, it's kind of a Thanksgiving thing. It's fucking pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> True. Good, good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next story here. Let's see. Nosferatu remake right. image. Features Nicholas Holt as Count Orlock. Uh, let's see. Collider. They have an image posted from uh, Nicholas Holt and Count Orlock in the film. Uh, this new Robert Eggers. Um you know, Robert Eggers makes some great fucking films, man. The Lighthouse was fucking whacked. I still haven't seen uh, The Lighthouse. Dude, it, that movie it's is weird. fucking whacked. It, it seems like it would be. Film. Yeah. Um, but he brings his unique brand of folklore storytelling to a focus feature, uh, reimagining Nosferatu, promising a scary and gothic horror film. The film stars Nicholas Holt as the protagonist, Thomas Hutter. Uh, who must fend off the terrifying vampire Count Orlock, played by Bill Skarsgård. Count Orlock becomes obsessed with Hutter's wife, Ellen, who is played by Lily Rose Depp. Uh, <laughs> apparently the film is going to heavily feature uh, Lily Rose Depp's Ellen as a focal point for, uh, uh, for the film. Uh, it is set to be released sometime in 2024, but no actual dates have been given. Hmm. Uh, other people in this film, which we've talked about a few months ago when they announced some of the cast, we have Anna Taylor-Johnson, Emma Corrin, Willem Dafoe, uh, all playing uh, reimagined characters from the original 1922 film. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Uh, Tom Hardy calls Venom 3 a last dance. Thank God. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tom Hardy posts to his personal Instagram account, uh, quote, Venom 3, The Last Dance. Thankfully, we are back shooting after the strike. And I want to take a moment just to thank all the team members thus far, from Venom 1 all the way to Venom 3. Uh, he, he puts a bunch of stuff in there basically saying that, you know, he's excited about being back to filming. It's funny, now that now the SAG after strike is over and everyone's back to filming, uh, Sony Pictures looks to get Venom 3 out sometime in November 2024. The the date that they announced so far is November 8th, but who knows if they'll make that date because of all these uh, 
the lags with all the writer strikes and the fucking Screen Actors Guild strike and all that shit. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm happy that everyone did that strike and they got the things they deserve. I stand behind all workers and unionized workers especially. Uh, but in the long run, this means we're going to have 2024, which will likely have a big lull in films, and For then sure. a sudden splatter of tons of films that are coming out <laughs> that have been, you know, bottled up because it's pent up, so to speak. Hot, steamy ropes of films. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I was saying, right? Yeah. Do we have any, uh, any, any like? Do they ha- say what Venom Three is supposed to be about? Like, nope, nope, no, nope, nope. Mm. I haven't even heard anything leak, so who knows? All I know is I probably won't watch it in theaters. <laughs> I may not even watch it streaming this time because I, I did that for the last one. And I was like, man, I still well, feel like I was ripped off. Here's the thing. It's a Sony film, um, and I have a PS5. And Sony has this new streaming film service that you can pay for films, you can rent films, but they also have a bunch of them that if you have the PS5 Gold plan, you can watch a bunch of Sony films. There's a lot of great ones on there, including I, the other night I watched Strange Brew, which was oh, in nice. Sony Film Archives uh, that you could watch on your PS5 for free. Uh, so if they feature it on my PS5 oh. for free, I'll watch it. No go, eh? He's in the crease. <laughs> oh, hey, Ozer. <laughs> Craig, you look like you're in one of those hostage films right now. Do I look better now? Do you sound better? Y- yeah, yeah, actually. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually very clear and clean and good. Yeah. What'd you and do? Just changed laptops. Oh, there you go. Ah. Yeah, because you're not, I'm, I don't hear myself echoing either. Yep. Look yeah, at that. The micro- microphone is way better, too. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Strange thing is it's same, right. same 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 internet. I don't, I'm not gonna go. It's got to be something with the other. I don't That's know. fucking wild. Yeah, wild. crazy. Well, that was like this. Like when I got my new computer and I was having all those problems. You know what it is? Fuck Windows. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next story: The Last of Us season two just getting ready to head into production. Nice. Nice. I guess it's still gonna uh, follow the that- video game. Yeah, so season two will follow The Last of Us Part Two. Yep. Uh, according to uh, uh, Collider, there was an interview there with Bella Ramsey saying, "I'm excited uh, to get to the really intense stuff because I did a bit of that in season one, obviously, uh, but we're going to be doing a lot more of that and some more physical scenes, really, to go coincide with season two." Sweet. Loves the stunt stuff and uh, waking up with bruises the next day and having a good time doing her own stunts. So um, she's very excited to work with uh, the storyline that follows Ellie and Dina. Dina is her uh, partner character in the part two video game. So they're also very excited uh, for that. It looks like it's remastering the video games. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So production is going to begin early 2024. It looks like probably February, according to Collider. Excited for awesome. that. Season one was very good. I was very impressed with it. Uh, season two, can't wait. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I didn't play any of the games, but I know you guys were big fans of the games, so oh, yeah. I didn't have any clue going into the into the season what I was what to expect. And I really liked it a lot. So good, yeah. so good. Yeah, the video games were awesome. Uh, yeah, the the writer of the video games, fucking amazing, and he helped write the HBO show. So, dude, that's fucking great stuff. I love when people focus, like, video games are great, but if you got a great story in the video game, it's so much more riveting, man. 
For sure. That's why the Witcher series is always so good. Fuck yeah. All All right. Blumhouse Cannibal series canceled after one season. According to Hollywood Reporter, um, the Cannibal series uh, that was um, on Amazon Prime has been canceled by the Blumhouse Cannibal series, The Horror of Dolores Roach, after one season. Now, to be fair, when they announced it, they said it would be a one-season one-off, but there was some hope that they were going to do a second season, but all hope was quashed when Amazon announced that they will not be picking it up for a second release. Did you uh, guys watch any of it? No, it's on my. I put it on my list on Amazon because I thought it would be good. Blumhouse is decent stuff most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, uh, it's in no good. I'm going to still give it a try. I mean, it's on my Amazon list. But uh, if it turns out shitty, I'll understand exactly why it got canceled. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it at all either. It's only eight episodes. It was released all eight episodes all at once back in July. Just never bothered to watch it. I added it to my list. I got so much shit I still need to finish watching that it's it's hard to watch. I know. Shit. I know, man. I'm the same way. Like, I, my plan was to watch the 50 Coins uh, this oh. weekend, and I didn't get a chance to touch it yet. Yeah, me neither. Because uh, now, now I'm watching fucking that new Godzilla series on Apple TV Plus, which is got hundred. It got 100 on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Dude, it is amazing. It is one of the best Godzilla series I've ever seen. I love it. I don't have Apple TV, though. God damn it. I'm riveted to it. I do. This 30 coin series, I was telling Craig yesterday, it's... uh, Uh, Mike can get a discount for Apple TV. They have a student discount. Oh, really? All right, well, maybe... It's only like $2.99 a month or something like that. Maybe that's my in, then. Yep, look into it. But the new season of 30 coins is great. got a lot of great shit on there, man. Yeah. Servant started out strong, but ended pretty shitty. Yeah. I haven't watched the final season yet. There's not a ton on it. I mean, there, there's good stuff in there. No. But, like, you run out real they fast. They all do only original stuff, except for, like, they do the Peanuts, all the Peanuts holiday specials. Yeah, oh, yeah? We the Thanksgiving. Nice. yeah, we watched the Thanksgiving. Yeah, my daughter and I watched the Thanksgiving one, too. Mm-hmm. And and the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, during Halloween, yep. we watched that. Yeah, they watch. Yep. Awesome. All right. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's gets a November digital release. Right now, it is the number one streaming uh, video on... Uh, what the fuck streaming service is that? Paramount. Is that it? Paramount Plus? Peacock. Sorry, Peacock. They're on Peacock, and it's the number one streaming movie on Peacock right now. Mm. Um, so it'll be available to purchase on digital uh, coming November 28th, tomorrow. And then 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD will be out uh, December 12th. So far, this film has uh, earned $300 million globally in the box office. What? Holy <laughs> shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. And I heard this. I, I, you, I you heard know what it is? It's all those millennials and Gen Zs yeah. that fucking played that goddamn video game. That's what it but is. But I saw Matthew Lillard said he signed on for like two or three more films. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him, because I like Matthew Lillard, and it's good to see he's got, uh, you know, his... Got some him and Devin Siwa got their careers coming back. Yo, 90s Devin horror actor deserves getting his career back. Come on, uh, that, he was awesome in Black Friday. That yeah, fucking, dude, that was. Well, he, you guys haven't have either. You started watching the Chucky series yet? No, nope. no, it's all. So he's in that. He's in that, but every season he's somebody completely different. They just bring him back as somebody different. Like it's the same dude. But he's playing yeah, someone different now. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. That tells you, like, they don't give a shit. They just want to get him in the series. That's funny. Nice. 
Yeah. Well, that's he's that's the president in this new series. Season. I, I feel I feel the same way because I saw Marvel was talking about bringing back Mads Mikkelsen for another fucking character, even though he's Cassilius previously. Now they're going to bring him back as some other villain. Well, he's a good actor too. I mean, yeah. they should. Nice one. All right. Beetlejuice 2 is wrapped filming. According to Melrose Boston Neighborhood, uh, CBS News in Boston says that the Beetlejuice film just wrapped their final filming scenes. So the whole town of of, uh, the whole Melrose section of Boston was decked out in Halloween Halloween decorations during Thanksgiving while they filmed the last few scenes. There was also a police report that some items were stolen off the uh, set. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Figures you're fucking Boston ruffians up there. <laughs> That's funny uh, shit. But yeah, so that means we'll be seeing Beetlejuice uh, in theater soon. Cool. Speaking of speaking of Boston, like that just reminded me of Thanksgiving. The scene, Dude. the scene, the, the opening scene, and all those fucking Bostonians. Fuck you! Fuck, fuck you! Fuck you! Oh, fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the guy I punched in the eye. Fuck you, you fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. It was so good. It was like, so fuck awesome. Fuck your mother. Fuck your mother. Fuck your mother. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was the best scene ever, man. That was, that was awesome. Boston accents. Just reminded me of that when you, you said from Boston. <laughs> like yeah. that scene was great. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh,. Michael Dougherty has an idea for the sequel to Krampus. Oh. I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because so it sort of leaves, Dougherty... you, leaves you hanging on what happened, sort of, kind of, right? Right. There's a few different ways so, it could have went, right? There's a few different ways it could have went. Michael Dougherty, uh, if you don't know this, which I'm sure you guys must know this because we're, we're horror podcasters, he was the original writer of Trick or Treat, right? With little... Little, little I did not know that. I did not you know didn't? that. All right. No, sorry. All right. So now I should reach through the fucking screen and smack you. <laughs> well, I'm probably the the least the least horror enthusiast of the three of us. Is this for real? Yeah. I, Is this for real? On the scale of the three the of us, I, I'm probably probably the lowest man on the totem pole. Yeah. When you go to meet him, you'll just be like, "Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you are." <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, Michael Michael Doherty, uh, Dart, da- 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 I don't know how to fucking say that. Michael Doherty, uh, he wrote the original uh, Trick or Treat. He's working on a sequel for Trick or Treat right now. But nice. while working on the sequel for Trick or Treat, he's like, I've got a fucking idea to go with Krampus too. Um, awesome. He says the idea of the sequel is going to depart from the family centric storyline of the original. Well, there's been no moving towards Krampus sequel. The Trick or Treat two is uh, being uh, worked on right now. Wow. He says the script is complete. It's a really good script, and they're getting ready to start filming it. Nice. Cool. He's also collaborating with the writers for Krampus on the story of Sam in Trick or Treat 2, so that's kind of cool. Also, by the way, in case you didn't know this, do you remember a few years ago there was a, a horror cable channel? It was called... Uh, it was like... Horror.net? Horrornet? Yeah. It was it was a cable, pay for a cable channel you could subscribe to on your cable back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, right? Like I think they went off air like in 2007 or something like that, right? So like the precursor to the streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me but you can only watch whatever they put on. Yeah. So this horror cable channel, uh, what the hell were they called? 
Man, I gotta look him up. I gotta find him. Uh, they did a uh, 24-hour trick-or-treat. Really? Yes. And I saw an interview with, with uh, Michael Darty like, a few months back. Um, and I was talking to my sister about it, because my sister loves that movie, and she just got her kids to watch it, right? Uh, because I thought Sam was fucking great. Like, having, it's a having fun movie. Ma- mascot. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, but during during the time when they were doing this 24-hour marathon of this horror network, um, they reached out to Michael and said, hey, like, we're going to be doing this, you know, 24-hour streaming of your movie all day long on, on Halloween Day. We want to have some bumpers to put in between each film. Can you film? We'll give you a budget. I want you to film a couple little segments with Sam in it to mm-hmm. put in between each, right? Well, he did something special. He filled in the little story, little backstory of Sam in the last movie, the last playing of the film in the wee hours of the morning. He put a bumper in there that shows an aftermath of a Halloween party. There's candy and stuff all over the grass, a bunch of garbage. And then you see Sam's wilted little body and a little pumpkin seed that laughs like a child Uh, and plants itself into the ground. Sweet. saying that Sam is immortal and is reborn every Halloween from a seed from the previous Sam. Which That's is pretty, pretty fucking cool. cool. Yeah. It's like Baby Groot. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. find the link and I'll post it up in our uh, in our Facebook group. So for anyone that yeah, listens to Yeah, I'd like to check that out. If you're not in our Facebook group, you're going to miss it. So I will post the video up there so everyone can take a look at it. Cool. All right. Let's move on to the next story now that I've eaten up a bunch of time. Uh, <laughs> People Under the Stairs is being rebooted by Jordan Peele and Monkey Paw Productions. That looks awesome. Yes. I can't wait, man. That's a uh, great my, flick. That was it's one of my so sister's good. favorite uh, favorite uh, films from Wes Craven. It was a fantastic Wes Craven film. Um, bonkers. Re- bonkers movie. Absolutely bonkers. Um, uh, the reboot is being penned by Ezra Clayton Daniels for the Monkey Paw and Universal Pictures. Jordan Pill is producing the reboot of People Under the Stairs and has hired Ezra Clayton Daniels as the writer. That's the big news. Is coming from Deadline.com. Monkey Paw Productions is going to be producing the film with Jordan Peele and uh, Wynn Rosefield serving as producers. The project is still in early development. We don't have any more details other than that. Uh, in case you want to know who Daniels is, he is a writer who has not done films. Uh, he most recently hmm. contributed to a book co-written by Jordan Peele on a New York Times bestseller short story anthology, Out There Screaming. You should check it oh. out. Cool. Um, so I guess from working with him on that anthology, he's like, hey, dude, I got an idea. Help me write it. Excited, excited. All right. Yeah, I can't. that's cool. awesome. Carl Urban has confirmed via his Instagram that Mortal Kombat 2 has begun filming. Woo-hoo! They resumed oh, great. after the, after the uh, strike. Looks like they're all back together. Cast member Carl Urban has confirmed that Mortal Kombat 2, which was shut down during the SAG after strikes, has resumed filming. Urban confirmed by sharing a picture that shows him hanging out with some of his castmates offset. Him as Johnny Cage is going to be great. I'm so excited for that. Carl Urban is a fantastic actor. I loved him as Dread. For I, sure. I, do it. As Dread, he was the fucking best. Uh, I loved him in uh, Thor Ragnarok. 
I loved him in uh, what was that other uh, Star Wars? He was in a Star Wars fucking movie. He's everywhere. Carl Urban is everywhere. Lord of the Are Rings. We, yeah, Lord of the Rings. He was fucking amazing too. Uh, I cannot wait, and I really want to see him in this, and I want to see him in the Marvel universe. I need Marvel to find a role for Carl Urban. That'd be nice. If you what went out to see, too? But yeah, the boys. Come on, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, have you watched have you watched the, the latest stuff? I haven't watched it yet. I've do heard it's have, great. Do they have new stuff? Gen Gen Z, I Gen, think, right? Yeah, oh, Gen, Gen, Gen V, Gen V, Gen V. I heard it's awesome. Fucking bananas. And now they're getting ready to come out with the next season, and they've confirmed that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is gonna be in it. So they're bringing back the boys though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've yeah. Uh, started filming, I think, or Okay. All right. Uh, if you went to see Thanksgiving this weekend or last weekend, you probably saw the trailer for Night Swim, the first yeah. film by James Wan and and Jason Blum. Yeah, yeah it looks weird. It was a good trailer. It's a really good trailer. Didn't give you a whole lot, but it gave you enough to you're like, hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, basically, uh, Night Swim producer Jason uh, James Wan aims to ruin swimming pools for all viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, James. Just, just like Jaws ruined swimming pools and the ocean for all of its viewers, Night Swim is going to ruin swimming pools for everybody. <laughs> uh, according to producer James Wan, he's aiming to ruin swimming pools for viewers with this horrible <laughs> film, Night Swim. James Wan and Jason Blum last year announced that they were going to create a new company to produce horror films together shortly after Megan uh, came into theaters last January. Uh, they said uh, Universal Pictures, Blumhouse Productions, and James Wan's production company, Atomic Monster, were aiming to replicate Megan's January theatrical success by setting a January 2024 release for their supernatural thriller, Night Swim. The movie Sooner is set to release January 5th, uh, and according to the interviewer, interview with director Bryce McGuire, it might ruin the content concept of swimming pools for everybody. Wow. <laughs> so it, <that's> brave words. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty creepy. It didn't give much away though. And like no. that that trailer did not give much away at all. Yeah, it was basically that girl in the pool, right? And she sort of sees this like Pan Marco Polo. Shadow. Yeah. 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 Yep. All I know is if he makes it uncomfortable for me to be in the swimming pool after that, I'm gonna be really pissed off. <laughs> All right, uh, Joe Hill. Uh, his story, Wolverton Station, is coming to Creepshow Comics as a one-shot in March. Uh, Joe Joe Hill wrote a short story called Wolverton Station. Uh, it's going to be released as a one-shot with the Creepshow comic books hitting shelves and digital in stores March 27th. Joe Hill says. I'm always glad to renew my acquaintances with the creep and reconnect with the gleeful gross-outs that are the hallmark of Creep Show in all of its manifestations, from film to TV and comics. I wrote Wolverton Station over a decade ago, working longhand while I traveled to the UK by train on a book tour. And right from the start, I knew it, I was writing a Creep Show kind of thing. The story was a cutthroat dealmaker, someone who thinks of himself as quite a wolf 
running afoul of creatures whose fangs are in no way metaphorical. Uh, in its dark heart, it's a fairy tale, not one of the modern fairy tale, a short, safely sanitized by Disney or mass consumption, but an older kind of fable, one with sorts of teeth. Mm. Um, the kind of story that the creeps stock and trade, uh, that is the creeps stock and trade, and it feels exactly right for that story and should be adapted as a creep show presented pages. So, I already signed up for it, and it has some alternate covers that are pretty fucking awesome. One of them is a oh, werewolf sweet. covered in blood in the front. But this will be out Wednesday, March 27th, as part of the Creep Show comic book series One Shot. Nice. Uh, Terrifier 3 teases the trailer, bringing Art the Clown home for the holidays. Uh, you can find the, the YouTube up in our Facebook feed. Thank you, Chris. Uh, dude, when I watched that, I was like, that is fucking <laughs> brilliant. I can see why the, uh, the the major backers may have like pulled out. Pulled it's away. Like, it's like, oh, shit. I think he just killed that little girl. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was covered in blood right after she goes, Santa Claus. Like, and then oh, she's sitting there, he's sitting there eating the cookies and he's got art written on the wall in blood. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, the teaser trailer, if you haven't seen it, it shows uh, Terrifier 3 has made its way online. The sequel sees Art the Clown causing a gory mayhem at Christmas time. Uh, just so you remember, Terrifier 2, which was a massive hit released last year, earning $15.1 million at the box office on a $250,000 budget that was sourced from uh, the fans of the original film. Um uh, the plot synopsis hasn't been shared for Terrifier 3 yet, but we do know that David Howard Thornton will be reprising the role of Art the Clown, while Lauren Lavera will also be back as uh, Terrifier 2 heroine, Sienna. And Damien Leone also wrote and directed the previous Terrifier movies as back to write and direct this one. He has said that he wants to return to the creep factor of the original short film that he made with Art the Clown, the character in it while also recapturing the tone of the first Terrifier movie. Uh, Terrifier 3 will be less mystical than the second film was, <laughs> and will also come in under the um, that film's 138-minute running time. That's a, good, that's a good call right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was our complaint about it. It was a, it was a bit yeah. long. No, well, story. I really wanted to... I also wanted... You know, the gore is... You know, sometimes got a little over the top. I want it to be more creepy, like in Terrifier yeah. Two and in that first Halloween Hallow's Eve when he was part of that story. He was fucking creepy as shit. I want yeah. that yeah. creepy, kind of freaked out kind of factor coming back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, not to say that Terrifier Two was bad by any measure. I mean, it was a bit long in the tooth, and there were some scenes that played out a little bit too long. But I, I want the creep factor. Faux show. Uh, all right, one more news story here for you, and that is, here are the deets on the Alien TV series. According to Joe Blow, and thank you, JoeBlow.com, and uh, for, the, for releasing this information. This is pretty awesome. So the new Alien TV series is being produced for uh, FX slash Hulu. We talked about cool. it uh, probably about two months ago that it, there was some news that it was going to be happening. Mm -hmm. um, this is what we the, what JoeBlow.com says they know right now, and that is the setting is going to be on Earth. Oh, sweet. Right. Uh, 
and the Wieland Yutani Corporation will be mentioned in it, but this will take place around another corporation. Um, director Fetty Alvarez went into production with the new Alien film, which we talked about a while ago. That one's supposed to be out this uh, summer 2024 with a theatrical release. Uh, it was supposed to go to Hulu streaming first, but Hulu learned a lesson, I think, with, uh, Prey. with Prey and said, you know what? Maybe we'll throw this in the theater first just to see if we can make some money off of it. Um, Good call. It's going to take place on Earth. It's going to be a couple decades before the events of the very first Alien movie. There will be references to the Wayland yutani uh, company, but it will take place with a different company as the focus. Ridley Scott is producing the Alien TV series, and he is going to be the one that really dictates how this thing goes. Nice. Exciting, exciting, exciting. Uh, one more thing that I want to mention off the cuff here. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to play yet. Back in the days when I had an Xbox 360, I played the game Alan Wake. It was a great game. Alan Wake 2 is out now. It's a digital-only game. Uh, and my son just told me he played it and says it's one of the scariest games he's ever played. It makes me think wow. maybe I should get it. The first Alan Wake was pretty good. It was, a, it was an Xbox exclusive back when the 360 was the, you know, I had yep. an Xbox 360 back in the day. Yeah, it I recall that come, game. I never played it. I played it the, uh, the remastered. Eventually. Yeah, I played the remastered version for yeah, PS5. But from what I hear, Alan Wake 2 is supposed to be terrifying. Yeah. Really? For, yeah. All, for all platforms? Yep. Yes. Cool. Digital only. Digital only. No physical. Is it uh, first person? Third person? Uh, it's like no, third, third person. You, you you see your body, so you're not. Okay. Sure. I like third person. I, I yeah. don't like first person. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll check it out. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get on to five great flicks to watch. And it's Craig. Yes. 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 Um. So I went with Amazon. Nice Amazon. And since uh, Thanksgiving's over, I tried to uh, do some fun holiday horrors on Amazon Sweet. Prime. Sweet. Good call. No specific order. Um, the first movie is Violent Night. Oh, that's, that's a good, good flick. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people saw it or jumped on it, you know, but uh, yeah, it's a good flick. I liked it. Um, another one is uh, Better Watch Out. Another. Oh, that that's a sleeper. Such a surprise. I think Hidden that, gem I think that one was. Yeah, I think that's a sleeper. Uh, classic Black Christmas. Yep. They did a remake. Not like the remake. The Blumhouse remake. remake though. The remake was not. No, see, it. I didn't even see the remake. And I guess. Yeah, because I think we poo-pooed it enough that you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. definitely was not worth your time. Nope. Um, Krampus. Is a yes. There. Very good movie. And uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Another, another fucking great one. Yep. Indeed. Great list. Yeah. All right. Yeah, watch those if you're in the holiday mood. Yes. All uh, right. Let's go with our top five. The top five this month is the top five horror films that involve a cult. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to say cult horror films because that would have uh, led people to cult horror films. Right. And I was like, no, no, movies with cults in them. Yes. Correct. We didn't do those, surprisingly. No. 
oddly enough, we did not, and there's quite a few of them. Uh, yeah, there's some good I ones out there. I have like 15 of them written down. I just didn't narrow Damn. down to my top five. Damn! Right? Some of them you might not have even thought were movies about cults, but they certainly were. All right, so this month it is... Where, who do I have as the order? The order is Chris, Craig, Sal. All right. So uh, we're going to go with my number five. And my number five is actually two movies because it's what we reviewed this month um, for our t- for our movie of the month. Malum, which is a remake of Last Shift, um, made by the same writer-director of the original. Yep. Um, we'll talk about that movie more later, but uh, that's number five on my list. Okay. My number four, Children of the Corn. Um, not not the new one. I haven't watched the new one. I won't watch the new one. No, but the original the 1984 children. children of the corn. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That was a great. Ch- Actually, when I told my wife that, she's like, "Is that a cult movie?" I'm like, "Dude, those kids worship that thing in the corn." Yeah, it was a cult movie. They sacrificed the adults to it. Right. Yeah. All right. My number three, Midsummer, which I think we've re- reviewed on this uh, this show once before. Fucking and that great was, film. They. I mean. It was a village, but the entire village was in on the cult. So it was, it was definitely a cult. Okay. And that was, was uh, Ari Aster, right? That was an Ari yeah. Aster film. Yeah, yep. Great. Fucked up. Yeah. My number two movie is Mandy, which we've also reviewed. Uh, Dude, I fucking love that film. I bought yep. the 4K for, version. I know. For this program. Um, the, the, the cult was a bit... Like in the in the background, but that was the whole reason for the movie. Like that that was what happened. You know that that's what led him to do what he did in the in the film. Yeah. And then do, my number one. Don't watch. What's that? Don't take don't take acid or mushrooms before oh watching. Oh God, no. No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> and my number one is Hereditary, which you, we've also reviewed on on here before. Yeah. And what a fucked up cult that was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. For sure. Bunch of old naked people praying to some god that was going to bring them wealth beyond. Beyond Imagination. Um, Also an Ari Aster film. So I got two Ari Asters on here. He must have got a thing with cults. Nice. He does. He does. And I have one honorable mention, um, The House of the Devil. It was one of Ty West's uh, first uh, horror films. Yeah. That was fucked up. Nice nice slow burn up until the end, and the end just gets like totally like batshit crazy. Um, So that's my top five list. Nice. A good list. Uh, Number five, I went with Children of the Corn. Um, scared me more when I was a kid. Yeah, for you sure. Watch it, you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Malachi's still creepy though. Oh god, yeah. Yep. Uh, number four, Hereditary, as well. Nice. Yep. Um, number three is Annabelle. A lot of people don't really think of that as a cult, but the beginning of the movie started out with the cult raiding, you know, coming in and. Jacking up the house back, remember? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sort of like a Charles Manson kind of thing, and yep, totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that's good call. Yep. Uh, number two, I went with Midsummer, and number one is Mandy for me. <laughs> nice. I think I've given nice. that that movie the, like the highest rating I've ever given a a rating on our. Uh, Mandy, yeah, I fucking Podcast, love that yeah. film. It's so good. All right, yeah, they should have you... they, sh- they should have made the uh, Barry Manilow song "Mandy" the like the theme song of that. It would have just made that movie <laughs> that much it better. Worked. It would have worked. <laughs> it would have made it just that much it's, better. It's a Nicolas Cage movie. It would have worked. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Oh, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Sal. 
All right. My number five is the babysitter. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah. No, that's oh, that's yeah. Fucking that's right. That's right. They were trying to bring forth the, the powers. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally didn't think of the babysitter. Uh, mm. number four. Too. I don't know. I might, I might have liked two better, too. I don't... Oh, speaking of, there's a two, third two one. was better. I did see three is uh, getting uh, written right now. So We called yeah. that, too, back at the end of two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four is Midsommar. Again, that Ari Aster movie. <laughs> makes some fucked up films, bro. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, my number three is Hereditary. Again, <laughs> fucking great film. Yeah, I just Pretty remember being in shock in that film in the theater. Like, I just yelling yeah. out Whoa, when the fucking yeah. girl's head comes off. Like, and the first time you're like, wait a minute, was, it, was that a bunch of naked old people? Like, what the hell? Because they, yeah. they just kind of go by real quick and you're like, no, I didn't just see a bunch of naked old people over there, did I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, my number two, Dr. Sleep. Fucking... <gasps> Oh, yeah. Wow. They were a cult, weren't they? Yep. yep. Mm, in the hat. Mm, she was. I would have followed her cult. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And my number. Yeah, Rose the Hat, man. Come on. Yep. Uh, and my number one, Mandy. Mandy. Wow, look at that. Dude, Mandy made it to the top two of all three lists. Number one of uh, both your lists. But, um, I do have two honorable mentions. One of them is Malum uh, because we just watched the film. And, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll reserve my conversation to sure. the review. But and then uh, the, another honorable mention I have is Children of the Corn. Yeah, good flick. Uh, yeah, so awesome, good stuff. All right. Yeah, didn't, didn't even think of Babysitter. Damn, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, well, and, and what made me think of it is the fact that I read that article today, like going, "Oh, look at that," which I didn't even mention in the news, but. You know, there's a there's a new babysitter being made, uh, which is great because the first two were pretty good. The first yeah. one was great because of the comedy in it. Like the there was the, there was like pictures of cocks all over the house. You know, the <laughs> chicken roosters and you know, all cocks. Like like what's with the house full of cocks? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and the, 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 the kill scenes were great in that one too. Oh my god, some of them were really creative. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see a third movie of that. Faux show. All right. Let's get to our movie review. The movie this month is Malum. Uh, let's give you a little information. So the movie Malum is a bold and expanded reimagining of the 2014 horror cult classic Last Shift. On a search to uncover a mysterious circumstances surrounding her father's death, the newly appointed police officer Jessica Lauren, played by Jessica Sola, is assigned to the Last Shift in a decommissioned police station where notoriously... Uh, vicious cult saw their demise years prior. The lone officer in the station, she finds herself um, barraged by terrifying paranormal act- events and in the process is taken to a journey in which uh, she learns the shocking truth about her family's entanglement with the demented cult leader. Malum takes the premise of the 2014 festival hit and flips it on his head Trusting viewers are thrusting viewers into an unrelenting, adrenaline-fueled, bloody cult nightmare. This is a horror film in English, uh, directed by Anthony De, De Blasi, um, Scott, uh, produced by Scott Polier, who who has deceased, and it was this movie was dedicated to him. Uh, Dan Clifton, 
Uh, writers are Anthony DeBossley and Scott Piel- Piel- Pioli. Uh, it was in theaters March 31st, 2023 in a limited release, and it went to streaming May 16, 2023. The box office grossed $220,000, was considered a failure. Uh, the runtime was about an hour and 32 minutes. It was a good right. runtime. Yeah, it was a decent runtime. And first of all, I'll start off by saying I did watch Last Shift uh, over the summer. Uh, I think, Chris, you recommended it, actually. Yeah, it's a good uh, flick. Yeah, I, I watched it as well. List, and I watched it, I think, back in, might have been in July I watched it. It was shortly after, uh, right before I moved into this new apartment. Yeah. I thought the first film was pretty decent. Um, yeah, and I thought it was interesting that this guy decided to revisit his own film and, and reshoot re- reshoot was, the uh, film with it. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, while you're watching it, you're like, you've, you've seen it already. But, I mean, there's some subtle, you know, changes and some good changes in it. Yeah, yeah, I was sure. gonna say the changes that I kn- that that were there were actually really good. Like yeah. I I actually enjoyed this film even more than the first film. So yeah. hooray on that! I mean, it's good if the original writer of the film takes his you know cheap you know film that he made to to have at some film festivals uh, and then reimagines it because people liked it so much and turns it into something better. Yeah, I, I I I applaud that. I thought it was really good, and in fact, yeah. I'm very surprised because you know, in, in researching this film to try and you know come up with some thoughts for this, um, I noticed that it only had a 51 percent audience score. Yeah, but it, but it had like an 85 percent critic score. I thought that was weird too, which was like a real flip on the head because typically with horror films like this, it's something completely different, right? Yeah. I thought that was weird. I thought that was weird, and I started reading some of the reviews from the from the critics, and I was like, I agree with what they're saying here. You know, like I, I, I totally agree with what they're saying here. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so for some reason, I don't know if the people that poo pooed it from the audience were people that saw the original and said, "Why the fuck are you rehashing it?" To me, the rehashing it made sense. Like he did good things with it, and he had a bigger budget apparently because the special effects were even better. So yeah, for sure, there were some good practical effects in it. I thought. Yeah, so I, you know, I I applaud the director for doing that. I think he did a great job re- reimagining his own film. So that's awesome. And it- it is possible that, like you said, the the audience that was the problem is that you know how, you know how fans are with certain things like they hold them close and protect them and they don't want people messing with them because it's the way they like it is perfect. But sometimes yeah. it's good to do that, you know. Like yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was a, a good reimagination. I always, you can enjoy both the original and the re, right. the, the redub. I'm one of those people, like, and I understand that too because I got plenty of friends that love horror films. And when I tell them, "Hey, this remake of such and such is great," they're like, "Fuck you! It's fucking shit. You can't remake any films." The problem is, people latch on to that sense of nostalgia, that sentimental feeling of how they felt when they watched the first movie, and then they're just poo-poo any sort of reimagining. And and I'm not like that. When I begin to find myself trapped in that uh, in that sentimental nostalgia feeling, I I reevaluate my my perspective. And, All right, I I know how I feel about the original film. Let go of that and give this one an honest review. And treat it as its own film. Right. And to me, you know, although the first film came out in 2014 and I didn't watch it till 2023, uh, the original film was great, but this was fantastic. I, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed this. In fact, a couple times I was like, that the change that he made, I'm like, that's fucking great. That was perfect. That was, that was, yeah. It's like he corrected, I'm going to say corrected mistakes or corrected things that could have been done better, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. So are we going to um, tell people to take a break now and uh, yeah, go, go watch it? And let's so we can... uh, give our usual warning that there is going to be a spoiler here. We're going to talk a spoilery discussion because we're going to go into details about this stuff and look at uh, uh, Craig's laptop uh, <laughs> touchpad. Uh, <laughs> I was like, are we getting a crotch view here? What's going like, on? What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you didn't watch the movie and you want to watch a movie and you don't want to be spoiled, we're not here to spoil your intent of seeing that movie. Pause now. Go check out the movie and then come back and hear what we have to say about it and see if you agree or not. And if you agree or not, you know, email us. Tell us that we suck because we didn't uh, rate it correctly or whatever. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. All right. So one thing I just want to say, like, for, for me, like, the entire movie just gave me a general sense of dread. Like, yes. the, the just just... From from the jump, like I just felt like anxious the entire movie, and I'm like, and then so you you take that baseline of of anxiousness, and then throw in the the psychedelic shit and the weird like, is this a dream or is it like like what like I was uneasy a lot during that film. Yes, trippy as fuck, and it made you question what the hell was actually going on in the film, right? Yeah, yeah. but then they also like like the 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 reality parts were also pretty intense, like wait like. Because she was closing down that police station that her her dad killed a bunch of police officers in, but then ultimately killed himself in, and she doesn't know why. And so well, you start yeah, to that, find that out as the that, film's that, going on. That atmosphere Even, added to that dread, too, right? That police station. Right. Was a yeah, that run-down yeah. police station. Yeah. like And the neighborhood that it was in with all the... the, the junkies outside and you know even even the beginning of this film was better than the first film because in the first film yeah you didn't get that much of that backstory no yeah no better explaining it yeah 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 Yeah. for sure which i think added to it you 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 knew a bit more of it right because Um, now you're you're getting into it knowing all right here's what happened right mm mm-hmm I thought the pig really, uh, <laughs> just that pig when it showed up and she's like, like, what, what am I supposed to do with this pig? <laughs> and then she brings it in. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't bring it in. Listen to what the cop said. Leave it outside. Yeah. And it had that symbol, had that symbol on top of it. Like, like they, they just kept fucking with that girl more and more throughout the movie. And you still don't like, you don't find out why they're fucking with her till about halfway through the movie. Like you're just like, is this just because like of who her dad was? But like, but no, it's you know. like one, once you saw on the laptop with the girl, the well, yeah, baby, the yeah. baby getting uh, baptized. I'm like, oh fuck, that's, that's her. her. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, okay, so there's something else going on here. Um, but yeah, there was. Uh, what was the other scene that like really like? Um, well, I mean, just the just the beginning too, where, where like you know it starts off like the cop that they're they're like congratulating him and stuff and saying, hey, good job, you stopped this cult, and then all of a sudden like he just. Dude's in there, like in the firing range, like shooting like targets, and the next thing you know, he just like starts the, blasting. First of all, that surprised the shit out of me because the chick was like saying to the other guy, "I don't sleep with guys that." What was she saying? I don't sleep with with guys that. Uh, she said something, but as soon as she said that, it's like boom, her head explodes. I'm like what the? Yeah, fuck? yeah, and yeah, that was a good head explosion from, too. Yeah, like yeah. where did it come from? Like, and then shit. you turned around, and the dudes were there with a shotgun. I'm like, yeah, oh, and God, it was thanks. the dude that they just were celebrating as a hero. Yeah. Now, here's the question, and I'm sorry if I missed this, but so he was one of the cult members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was in there early on, and then he, he I tried think to get away. They, he tried to get away, but yeah, apparently he he's still he's still here. You know, that's that's yeah. what they kept saying throughout the movie. He's still here. He's still here. Yeah, that's you know, up, and 
Yeah. The guy they got to play Malum too was pretty like he did a good job. Like it's yeah. like kind of like part like sleazy like televangelist, but yeah. also like yeah. creepy, like demon worshiping, you know, like that was a good job. Like I, I disliked that guy. And what was he saying? The endless terror and the starless nights. I'm like, God damn. Nothing we worship scarier, the low god. Dude, nothing is scarier to me than cults because Yeah. Because cults are a real thing. People get hypnotized in the fucking cults and do horrendous shit. Just I mean Listen just up, look, America. Yeah, just look at Charles Manson. Like and now, you know, today with, with the Trump cult, my thing is I'm just waiting for the day when they start selling Trump-branded fucking cyanide pills and all of our loved ones that are in, in this cult just kill themselves, you know? It's going to be like, hail Bob, get these Trump shoes and this Trump pill, and on New Year's Eve, put the shoes on and we'll celebrate with the pill, and everyone's Because the deep state wants you to live. The deep state wants you to live. Yeah, and the only way to save Trump is to give your soul. <laughs> dude, I, it scares the shit out of me. Cults are scary, dude. Just they a couple are scary, years man. ago, there was that cult that took place in Hollywood. You heard about that? That those couple, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, they were like like groomers and stuff for that that fucking guy. That's what I'm saying. Like cult, yeah. is real cult is yeah. a real it's, threat. It's crazy, yeah. Like, so, and and the problem is, is like trying to like deprogram them once they're in it is is like really difficult. Yeah. So things like this terrify the shit out of me more than more than those, you know, bogus fucking possession films. And yeah. And I think that's one of the things that really kind of this like made me like like uneasy was the fact that like, you know. It... And just the way that each of the characters that were the cult members, like when they do the interview scenes, when they arrested them initially, the way they were oh, talking. The so creepy. Behaving. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. dude. This it reminded me. Shit. Yeah. It reminded me of back, like in the day when they showed like the the interviews with like the Manson cult members. Yeah. Like I think they and probably Sherry took Moon. cues from that or something. Yeah, Moon, man. Like baby doll, right? Like. Yeah, like they just all had that, like just like you know the yeah. leader guy and like you know like yeah, yeah it was, yeah, it was trippy. Have, they could have casted uh, Crispin Glover for Malum too. I thought because he's. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been cool. Dude, what the fuck happened to your video, Chris? <laughs> Oh, am I bad now? No, you were good now, but you like you laid back and then it just froze. <laughs> I can hear your voice, oh. but you were frozen in laid back position. Oh, sorry. It, it could be my internet. Who the fuck knows? All right. Anyway, yeah. What a what a good film. I really enjoyed the film. I don't understand why it did so poorly. I guess it, it just I looked. It was only in a handful of theaters. It was not in a lot of theater. Exactly. Right. The only thing I'm going to say, and I hate that I'm saying this, because I hate fucking marketing and I hate sales, but marketing is everything. And the only, right, the only proof you need of that is look at the viral marketing of Megan, that fucking dancing doll, right? It was on TikTok. It was on Instagram. It was on Twitter. It was on threads. Like, that viral marketing thing was fucking brilliant because that movie yeah but that movie wasn't so great either that's the thing right i think we but, lost chris but it but what is yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just got the Look smile at he's, he's frozen <laughs> he's frozen in a smile 
<laughs> now he's having bad internet. What's happening? All right. Maybe we should, uh, yeah, let's give her a rating. Yeah, let's uh, let's see. Uh, you know, like I said, great film. I don't think it was marketed enough. It probably could have done better. Plus, like Chris says, you know, the time of year that it was released really wasn't a great time of year. Megan did great, but like I said, I think marketing had a major part to do with that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to say that, you know, three three out of five stars. Okay, I was going to go two. I'm going to go two and a half. Okay. That's about right in the middle. Yeah, um, we're um, going to wait a second or two. Let's see if Chris pops back in here and we'll get his rating. We'll probably say, it's, you know, depending on what he gives. What the fuck happened to Chris? <laughs> wait, is he, is he IMing me? He's IMing me. Oh, his laptop crashed. <laughs> he sent a picture of the blue screen of death. Oh, text text adds for his rating and then we'll we'll just yeah. Uh Chris is giving it a four. So let's okay. let's give it a American Nightmare Podcast three. Three. That's right yep. in the middle, right? Yep. Uh yeah, sorry folks. We lost Chris. His laptop went to Windows 10 blue screen of death. <laughs> uh, sorry to say, like I said, and I'll say it to everyone else out there: if you use Windows, fuck yourself. All right, yeah. um, all right. So that's it. Let me just wrap the show up by saying this: uh, I want to thank all the listeners, as always. Uh, I see that our subscription numbers are up even more. We're up over nice. three hundred and fifty subscribers. This is well awesome. Done. And I want to let everyone know that we are now part of the YouTube podcast. So if you got your YouTube streaming app and you got your YouTube, now YouTube has podcasts in it. It's supposedly, according to YouTube, they are the largest podcast network in the world. Yes. Uh, if you go to YouTube podcasts, you will now find the American Nightmare. All of our episodes are up there and ready to roll. Please don't look at the YouTube video channel. That is not where all of our episodes are. I know initially that's where I was publishing our episodes, uh, but you have to go to the um, podcast tag or the podcast tab under our page and you will see the entire podcast. Every episode as we release them will be automatically published there via RSS feed. So please enjoy. Tell your friends, tell your family, let them know, listen to our podcast. Thank you. All right. If you have any feedback, questions, problems, issues, you want to tell us something about a show, you want to tell us to watch a movie, you want to tell us that our top five list sucks, or you got some suggestions for top we five lists. We need list. suggestions. Absolutely. We're fucking running out. <laughs> We're not going to run out of horror movies to review. I'll tell you that much, no. but we are going to run out of top five lists. And if we do run out because nobody wants to give us any feedback, then we'll just come up with something else to do. That's right. uh, but you can email us at feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com or you can visit us on our Facebook group and put a comment in there. Are you too lazy to write an email? Too lazy to go to Facebook? No problem. Leave us a voicemail at 562-247-5855. Leave us a voicemail. And uh, at the end of your voicemail, please let us know if it's okay for us to play your voicemail in the podcast. If you don't want to have your voicemail played, uh, just let us know. Um, also, the opening we music. Should, we should do that to get some feedback from the audience, and then we can play all the feedback. Right. And, you know, see if it jives with ours, and you know what I mean? There you just go. Yeah. I mean, if you want to leave a voicemail and just say, hey, uh, your review of blah, 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 episode or never, whatever, in this movie. Tell us some feedback of old episodes. Tell us that you don't agree with our ratings. Uh, I'm waiting for the person out there that has watched uh, 
all the all the dead are here or whatever the fuck that shitty movie was. You remember that one? All the, yeah. the one that we stopped watching. Yes. I want someone to tell me that was a good film. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe we don't. <laughs> Maybe that all right. Well, exactly. Someone that likes that has issues. All right. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, and you will hear from us next month. See all right. Ya. Thanks so much.